Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith. Here with you on this special edition of Opportunity Detroit, we will discuss Detroit, all of the work taking place to redefine our city, and expose to you one of Detroit's gems that you might not know much about. We're going to learn about bedrock, leaders amongst leaders, and most importantly, about the Detroit School of Arts. It's all right here on Opportunity Detroit. Well, first up on Opportunity Detroit, uh, Detroit native Liana Medley is here, the Director of Strategic Community Partnerships for Bedrock Detroit, where she focuses on community advocacy and partnerships, as well as economic equity for the residents of Detroit and the surrounding areas. In this role, she was able to leverage her leadership skills and strategic thinking to operationalize processes and procedures, increasing revenue and efficiency. And Liana quickly made a name for herself with a customer service approach to the business, carving out her own lane by always leading with a yes-before-no attitude. Boy, we could use that in all businesses, Liana. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you. Thank you, Paul, so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, indeed. And over the last two years, I understand you've consulted on major developments in the city of Detroit, uh, providing your guidance on decisions related to diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. You know, that work has been, it's been really exciting. Um, growing up in the city of Detroit, coming through Detroit Public Schools and uh, spending a long career in retail, coming over to Bedrock really provided me the opportunity to um, get involved in the city in a, in a unique way. Um, and so being able to come in and, and the time that I spent at community meetings and getting to know my own neighbors and neighborhood um, all around the city and take that knowledge um, to, to Bedrock and bring that with me and utilize that to be able to um, inform decisions, to be able to support the amazing work that Bedrock has already been doing. Um, it has been a really uh, phenomenal part of my career. So thanks. And and you really began in high school as uh, as the president of the senior class uh, nearly a quarter of a century ago, and uh, attended the I'm sorry I had to say it that way University of <laughs> Michigan Dearborn campus, uh, BS in uh, psychology, Bachelor of Science, uh, on the board of directors Habitat for Humanity Detroit, chairperson of the volunteer board of Streetwise Partners, uh, over a hundred awards for leadership and character. So you've done a heck of a job, as well as being wife, mother, and champion for the community, and now uh, involved with this Bedrock Detroit art competition. Can you tell us a little bit about the the student art competition taking place in, in one of Bedrock's storefronts? The, uh, it would be my pleasure. Uh, being able to um, be a champion for this, one of our team members um, really did a lot of the legwork bringing this to the forefront, and I really got to just support the team in, in this engagement. So uh, we've partnered with a phenomenal mentorship group, Leaders Amongst Leaders, um, to host this window art competition in one of our buildings. Uh, this competition would give students an opportunity to display their work um, in, this, in this very amazing way. And then when we think about now it's COVID, it's really a, a unique way to engage them at, while still maintaining maintaining their safety. So we got 10 students that are participating. Um, they're creating a canvas piece. It's going to be displayed in the windows. 
at 1413 Woodward Avenue. So please drive by uh, between February the 12th, so they're already up, through the 28th. Um, so this is a, a great deal of exposure for these young students um, from, from DSA. And it's just been a pleasure uh, just to see this event unfold and this engagement with these students unfold. And Liana, we have a role in this. We have a chance to, uh, to participate by voting. Yes, yes. So there's an opportunity for the public to vote um, for your favorite artwork. Um, so as you go by, you can uh, scan the QR code. So we you know, want people to social distance and be safe, but to also get out when they can. Uh, so to go down to 1413 Woodward Avenue, using that QR code, so you know on your phone, you can just open up your camera on most phones and just hover it over. And then you'll be able to vote online uh, for the one that you think is the best. And so we want to encourage um, Detroiters and everybody all around uh, the metro Detroit area to come down, support these students. Um, we know it's been a very trying time for our young people having to um, uh, do homeschooling or, or learning virtually. And I'm so proud of our team for working with leaders amongst leaders and then bringing us together to, to support this event. I know people say this, but I, I'm saying it and I mean it. All 10 of these students are winners, obviously, to be in this position, to to be selected to create a canvas piece based on this year's Black History Month theme, the Black Family, Representation, Identity, and Diversity. Again, in the windows there, they're, right, they're there right now through the 28th of this month at 1413 Woodward Avenue. But And we do have to vote. And uh, vote for your favorite piece via that uh, QR code located on the window display. But one student indeed will win a grand prize. Tell us about that. That's right. That's right. So one student, one artist, the one who receives the most public votes will receive that grand prize, $1,500 in art supplies. Um, this is a huge deal for these students to be able to continue um, to pursue their passion, to grow their skills, and to understand that people are invested in them. People care about them. So, you know, I think when I was a young person um, and there were organizations around like Leaders Amongst Leaders that were really tied into and and committed to the growth of, of, of me and, and, and my peers. A almost a quarter of a century ago. And so now we have organizations that continue to do it and that continue to live that legacy. So I just want my hats off. And yes, there's $1,500. So there, there's some, some money on the table for these young people. So I'm definitely going to get down there and vote. Liana Medley, Director of Strategic Community Partnerships at Bedrock. I'm never going to live that down, am I, that I said, because it says on my paperwork 24 years ago when you were a senior in high school. So I just, I do that. I rounded it up to a more dramatic, nearly a quarter of a century ago. But then I realized that hit you. And you went, wait a minute, quarter of a century? That sounds like 25 years. Oh, it is 25 you years. know, it just makes it just it's just legacy, right? So a quarter of a century. So it's that's a fine a legacy. I'm describe it. Yeah, and it's a it. it's it's a fine legacy. I mean, if you hadn't done anything, that'd be one thing. But man, you've done a lot in this first 25 years. Imagine what the second, third, and fourth parts uh, will lead to. Now we know that those uh, the wonderful uh, works of art will be uh, available in the windows there at 1413 Woodward Avenue. 
now through the 28th of the month. Will there be a chance, because there's some people who still aren't getting out there, will there be a right. chance, an opportunity to see the artwork beyond the end of February anywhere? I, I think that's such a great question. This just goes to um, the reach and the commitment uh, of the Leaders Amongst Leaders program and how invested they are to uh, keeping art alive in our youth. And so, yes, there is an opportunity to continue to see this artwork. So at the conclusion of the voting period, uh, the art is going to be moved from the 1413 Woodward location to the Hamilton Tucker Art Gallery in Highland Park. And the, this artwork from these 10 students will be on display from March 2nd through the 31st. So I mean, just this is just amazing engagement for young artists, uh, and especially those coming from the city of Detroit. I'm so proud, and this is great. Well, God bless you, Liana, and and for that matter, God bless all of Bedrock and uh, as Detroit's largest real estate company, full service real estate firm. Uh, you specialize in all the business aspects: acquiring, developing, leasing, financing, managing commercial and residential buildings. But you also specialize in helping our communities. And uh, this is a big way to help some very talented kids that would not get the attention that they're going to get through this, which will be life-changing, but wouldn't have happened without Bedrock and you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we are proud to be a partner uh, to support, I'm sorry, to support leaders amongst leaders. And we are just thrilled to be able to provide this opportunity for these young students, especially during this time, and to let them know that there are people, there are organizations that are committed to their success and that are committed to art in the city of Detroit. And and Bedrock it really became maybe one of the only landlords in the country to launch all these different initiatives designed to support small business, retail tenants during the COVID-19 pandemic, students, uh, and all of that. And, and of course, let's not forget the heated outdoor dining experiences, the free parking, and even the drive-in movie theater. So uh, all very, very good. And a, a pleasure talking with you, Liana Medley, the Director of Strategic Community Partnerships for Bedrock in this latest great uh, adventure and venture that you guys have supported. Thank you, Liana. Thank you, Paul. As we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Well, we just heard uh, moments ago from Liana Medley, the Director of Strategic Community Partnerships, um, something called Leaders Amongst Leaders in this program that they have underway and this contest with these kids. All very good. Well, now we meet Tony Hooligan, who is the creative entrepreneur of Leaders Amongst Leaders. Welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Nice to have you here, Tony. What up, though, Paul? How you doing? Thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm doing well, and I'm anxious to hear a little bit about your creative journey. Oh, man. Ooh. It's been an exciting journey, um, challenging thus far, but um, it's, it's, it's been worth it. First of all, when did you even actually realize you were you were being creative and that it either did or didn't run in the family? Um, honestly, Paul, I think that to be truthful, I don't think I've, I ever really knew that I was a creative when I was young. Um, I think it was something that my mom, my family and my peers kind of took notice of and throughout my, you know, upbringing kind of just really encouraged, uh, the, the encouraged and nurtured everything that they saw coming out, me doodling, me really coming up with creative ideas, cartoons, watching them and everything, stuff like that. They're, they're really, 
that really helped me pursue a creative career and understand that, you know, I may have some talent that, that I might want to share with the world if, if I had the confidence to. You know, it's interesting you say that, them noticing your even, you threw in there, doodling. And I'm trying to think of how you can have one or two or three or four different ways that someone, an elder, could respond to doodling. They might say, hey, what are you doing that all over your papers and books for? Don't do that. Or they may say, hey, that's quite a talent. It looks like they said in your case, hey, that's quite a talent, Tony. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I have nieces. I have a son. Uh, I have nephews. Um, if for for a little uh, example, my niece, she's she's starting to show signs of creativity, and she's two. Um, yesterday, she took a crayon and, and doodled on the floor. Um, and instead of really, like, getting upset or getting mad at her or trying to shame her for doing it, just encouraging her and, and nurturing her by, you know, giving her more crayons and then giving her maybe a coloring book or some or some paper to draw on, just so that way she doesn't feel like she has to suppress the way that she's really expressing herself. But um, I, I feel like when it, when it comes to adults and you, you see things like that early on, you just kind of put a pin in it and, and just kind of nurture it the best way you possibly can to the best of your knowledge or just seek the resources that can. Well, why don't you why don't you explain to our Opportunity Detroit WJR listeners, Tony, what what exactly Leaders Amongst Leaders is? So Leaders Amongst Leaders is a nonprofit organization. It was developed by myself and my team, The Hooligan. Um, we actually won a grant from the Skillman Foundation for $50,000 um, a little over two years ago. And with that money, we've been able to fund a couple of prototype projects and programming ideas. And Bayrock Detroit being one of those, uh, we were excited when they reached out to be able to really just collaborate on um, the curation of this idea. Hmm. And and um, how did how did you decide, uh, or when did you decide, to work with the Detroit School of Arts and Bedrock to make this all come together? Um, so actually, I am an alum of the Detroit School of Arts. I graduated in two thousand and nine, and. I think the the connection was just kind of obvious with me and my friends just going to school and really not having any like older mentorship when it goes to, you know, what, what type of art career we wanted, but really like being inspired by what we saw. Um, it, it only made sense to connect the dots for the students that were um, in this generation and graduating class to be able to be exposed to some opportunities that could, you know, help them further out or figure out what type of creative path that they wanted to take. Uh, with Leaders Amongst Leaders, we really work on teaching sustainability behind creative entrepreneurship and just having a community partner like Bayrock seem like um, a major key role in, in being able to produce this type of curation. And, and you know, I touched on this with Liana just a little bit, but I want to touch on it with you, Tony Hooligan, a creative entrepreneur, Leaders Amongst Leaders, that you're giving or gave the students an opportunity they wouldn't have gotten otherwise. So how how excited are the students to have their artwork on display in downtown Detroit? Uh, the students are very excited. Um, before we could even get it installed, you know, a lot of them requested, you know, if they could come down and see the installation. They also requested if their friends and family members could come down and see, get some photo ops and stuff like that. I think the ability to have kids build confidence this way allows them to really – 
be more encouraged with, with other opportunities that they, they may have, um, may, they, they may not have the confidence to pursue. Um, I know one of the students actually was a little nervous about going forward with um, their project and just with a little bit of encouragement and confidence building, you know, they stuck with it and, and, and prevailed. Well, that's great. And, uh, and we did mention it, but it's worth mentioning again and again. Um, as to how and where people can actually uh, vote for their favorite piece of art out of these uh, those that are offered? Um, people can go downtown to see the window display. There is a QR code displayed on the window that if you pull out your phone, snap a photo, the link should pop right up. And then you'll be a part of it. And, uh, and uh, one out of, uh, of these very lucky uh, 10 kids one of them will win the uh, grand prize of an art supplies gift basket valued at $1,500, and that's uh, spectacular. And though the, everything's on display at 1413 Woodward Avenue till uh, the 28th of this month, they'll then be moved over to the Hamilton Tucker Art Gallery in Highland Park and be on display March 2nd until March 31st. So this is uh, artwork that will be on display and the pride of those 10 students, and of course the winner, uh, is going to be extra special and it will affect the rest of their lives. That's really uh, something. So what other what other projects are you working on as creative entrepreneur? Um, well, actually, I just partnered with Vans as, you know, just my Tony brand and artistry and um, released a collaborative shoe effort. So for Black History Month, people have a limited time and limited access to some artwork that I created strategically for this month in partnership with Vans that they'll be able to customize and put on a pair of their own shoes and they can wear the artwork. But that's just like one of the many ventures that me and my friends just kind of really pursue on a daily basis with our craft. You know, it's it's hard to put into words how meaningful this will be for these kids, but it immediately, I have to tell you, uh, Tony, it reminded me of another Tony, Tony Michaels, the president, CEO, Grand Poobah of the Parade Company, because along with other charities and other very worthy groups and organizations, they every year have a contest for a very young uh, student to come up with a concept for a float, and then the winner... Uh, gets to see that float come to life when we ever get back to actually having parades <laughs> parades again, but we will. But that float come to life by being created by the artists at the parade company and then going down the middle of the street. And that has an amazing effect on these young students who have doodled, who have drawn, who have dreamed. And to see it come to life like that has got to really be something. And I assume since these kids are a little bit older, generally speaking, that it's just uh, equally uh, exciting for them and will have a very positive effect on their lives. What do you think, Tony? A hundred percent. I can just speak from experience and, and being in their space. And, you know, like I said, my mom seeing that, nurturing it, and then part, pairing me with opportunities that could further excel me in different industries of the arts, whether it be automobile design, um, photography, painting, um, mural arts, and, and really just the encouragement from that helps and allows you to reach plateaus in your career that you may have never expected. So just, you know, having an opportunity to win or be having access to some type of 
prize money or funding or resources like supplies and stuff. I can just remember like going into college my first day and then realizing that art was a very expensive passion. And, sure. you know, if I wanted to turn it into a career that I really had to understand the business development behind it, um, along with the help of my friends. Well, keep up the good work and your involvement with the kids and uh, your own work, creative entrepreneur of Leaders Amongst Leaders, our guest, Tony Hooligan. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Paul. We continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up, we say hello to McQuangelin Antwi. And uh, McQuangelin is a teacher at the Detroit School of Arts. And it's a pleasure to meet you and to welcome you to Opportunity Detroit. Hi. Hi. Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. How did you go about getting your Master of Fine Arts degree at the University of Dundee, which got a lot of people excited in Dundee, Michigan, within the sound of my voice, but not Dundee, Scotland, where they are only listening online if they're listening at all. How'd that happen? Uh, Well, I was getting ready to apply to my graduate program, and I was attending Grambling State University. And I had applied to about five or six universities in the United States and didn't get in. And so my mentor, which was my professor at the time, was like, why don't you apply abroad? I said, who does that? I don't do that. (laughs) And he was like, no, like really do that. And then he showed me his stack of rejection letters and it just changed my whole perspective. And I applied, I got in and I didn't turn back. So that has been my, my catalyst to driving. I mean, well, not driving, but traveling. And then also to just spreading the word to my students like, Hey, you can go abroad. You can always come back home. You know, if you're scared, but don't limit yourself to just right where you're at. Isn't that a, a, that's a wonderful life lesson and story for us all. And what, how lucky you were to have a teacher that was so bright that understood that and shared that and changed your life. Yes. So here we have McQuangelin Entry gets her Master of Fine Arts degree at the University of Dundee in Scotland. Now you've been teaching graphic design, animation, and painting to Detroit School of Arts students for two years. How did that come about? So um, that was a a longer journey. Uh, When I came back from Scotland, we were in 2009, so the economy was down. Nobody was really hiring unless you had experience in the field. And going through, straight through education, I had no experience in the field. So my grandma was like, Chrysler's hiring. I was like, oh, once again, who does that? But I guess I will be working at Chrysler. So that's how my journey started. I started at Chrysler on the assembly line. I was working there for seven years. And I got injured in the process, had to have, had to have carpal tunnel surgery. And so while I was down, my boyfriend told me, he said, you always teaching somebody something, trying to help somebody. Become a substitute teacher. And I was like, no, I don't want to teach nobody's kids. I'm okay. Thank you. I'll just sit here at the house. (laughs) And he was like, no, 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 like really try it. So I did it um, in my hometown for a year, and I just fell in love with it. And then I had um, a good friend from church was working at Central High School, and she was like, uh, they're looking for an art teacher. Do you think you want to do it? I said, well, I don't have no credentials. I can't do that. 
And she's like, yeah, but I told the principal you'll call him tomorrow. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm um, working at Central, too. So that was a great interview. And within three days, I was in my program to become a certified teacher as well as permanently teaching at Central High School. I did that two years. And then I transitioned over to where I'm at now at DSA with my wonderful coworker, Mrs. Kim Hildebrandt Hall, which I love dearly. She's like a little sister to me. And we're tag teaming together with the art department to flourish and to continue to encourage our students. I'm just going to say, I mean, we've known each other now for four minutes and eight seconds. Not that I'm keeping track, but I am. And I'm going to say, you have been surrounded, very fortunately, by a lot of nurturing, good, helpful people to get you where you are now. Yes, I've I've been very blessed. I count my blessings, and I'm very grateful. Yes. So there you are now at Detroit School of Arts, where the graduation rate averages 98% annually, which is a very big deal. All graduating seniors receive financial awards for college, which is a very big deal. Mm -hmm. And all of these uh, Detroit School of Arts, or as we say, DSAs, performing groups, travel around the world to perform. And uh, tell me about some of the cities and some of the places. So with me being so new, I don't know everywhere that we've been, but I know they've been to um, Toronto, London, um, they've been to New York, Chicago, New Orleans, Atlanta, Miami, California. Um, there's probably some other places they've been, but like I said, I'm new, so I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, been, listen, you yeah. don't need you don't <laughs> that pretty that covers it pretty well. Even if they haven't been anywhere else, they've been they've been around the world and done a heck of a job. And in fact, as I understand it, have been first place state winners in premier dance competitions and festivals, uh, lots of awards, lots of success, lots yes. of good good vibes here. Yes, we do. Um, we try to encourage our students and let them know that they weren't the first people to make this path so that the path is there. They can jump on board and, you know, change it how they like, but it's nothing brand new to them because we have people that are very successful that have come from Detroit School of Arts. And and though we've discussed this throughout this entire opportunity, Detroit, with uh, Liana uh, Medley starting us off and Tony Hooligan uh, uh, following up, and now you, uh, McQuangelin, um, and, and your friend that you already talked about, Kim Hildebrand Hall, coming up next. Uh, this is the whole group of people from the Detroit School of Arts and Leaders Amongst Leaders. How did you uh, how did you get involved with Leaders Amongst Leaders? Um, so I was introduced to Tony Hooligan through Miss Beverly Morrison Green, which is um, another teacher at DSA. She worked with the radio and television department. And we had like a creative arts day at our school, and he came in to do the, um, the workshop for our art students, our visual art students. And so... Through that, we formed a friendship, and then he wanted, because he is an alumni, wanted to create a window competition just for DSA students. So um, we all worked together that way. We worked with his company, 
and with Bedrock. And so that's how we ended up where we are now with our finalists that are going to be judged for the last round of the competition. And they're on display at 1413 yes. Woodward Avenue until the yes. end of this month. Yes, sir. They are. And, uh, and then at, they will be moved to um, another location. Hamilton Tucker Art Gallery in Highland That's it. Park. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and you can vote uh, via a QR code located on the window, in the window display. So you can be a part of it and you can complete and help the students complete the dream that they're actually living because of all the people we've talked to and and you. Uh, so yeah. it, that's got to make you feel pretty good. It does. It's nice to see um, sometimes as a teacher, you pour into students and you don't always see the immediate outcome of that. So sometimes these little projects and competitions, it's nice to see your students um, flourishing from the little bits that you get to you know, put into their life as they're growing. I couldn't help but feel a little guilty when you said that, thinking of all the teachers that poured so much into me, and they're still waiting for the return uh, <laughs> on their investment. A pleasure meeting you. Best of luck over there at the Detroit School of Arts, a very special place that we are learning about uh, throughout this entire program, and we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You have a great one, okay? You do the same, McQuangelin Antry, here on Opportunity Detroit. And finally, on Opportunity Detroit, where we've learned an awful lot about one of Detroit's real gems, the Detroit School of Arts, or DSA, we finally have one of the teachers that's been referred to earlier, and now we get to speak with Kim Hildebrandt Hall, teaching visual arts to high school students at the DSA. And we want to hear her story right now. Kim, welcome to Opportunity Detroit. Thank you for having me. It is our pleasure. Talk to me about your beginning there at DSA mm -hmm. and what you've been doing, where you came from and, and where you are now and where you're headed. Okay. Well, um, I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, I've been at DSA for, this is my third year. This is a hidden gem, I feel like. Our school is a Detroit public school. We are an application school like CAS and Renaissance, um, but we do have a smaller, tighter-knit uh, staff and um, population of students, and we're centered around um, visual arts and uh, performing arts, music, broadcast, TV, and radio. Um, I have um, 100 plus kids in, in the visual art and design department, which I am so excited to be teaching with Miss Antry, who's been with us for two years now. My first year there, we were uh, rebuilding the program after a change in um, administration, and there had been a substitute art teacher in there for a few years. So uh, we were kind of restarting. So it's been a lot of learning for me and the kids. I'm originally from Wyandotte. I live here now, and I uh, graduated from Eastern Michigan University with a bachelor's in sculpture. So that's where I specialize. I have to tell you, you may be 
in 52 years of broadcasting, you may be the first person I've ever known who graduated college with a degree in sculpture. I'm telling you. Believe me, my parents were not stoked about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, think about it. They say, oh, uh, honey, that's that's great. We we think it's great that you have a goal. Tell me, Mm -hmm. what exactly are you going to do with that degree in sculpture when you get out of school? But maybe you already knew. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I wanted to be an art teacher since I was three. So... Since you were three? Yes. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so I was pretty clear about what I wanted to do, but I wanted to explore the medium a little bit further. So getting a a degree in sculpture, instead of our ed, or our education, was a little bit um, concerning for my parents, but um, they were supportive. They are just very hard workers, and... um, I think they just wanted to make sure that I was on the right track, going to make I'm some sure, money. <laughs> I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure you're a hard worker. You just have chosen what you loved, and you work hard at it, and you specialize uh, at the Detroit School of Arts. The, you specialize in drawing, sculpture, and ceramics. And, mm-hmm. uh, and why not? I mean, you landed in the right place at a nationally renowned arts and academic high school that offers a strong college preparatory academic and arts curriculum, pre-professional study in vocal music, mm-hmm. instrumental music, music technology. I'm, I'm mostly telling our, our listeners because you know all of that. Um, how did you get involved with Leaders Amongst Leaders? Well, I have been so lucky to have so much support between Miss Antry being my number one cheerleader and... Um, Lots of alumni have been uh, reaching out to us. Um, So we have a very strong alumni um, relationship with our graduates. And um, Tony Hooligan is an alumni from the art department who I didn't have the pleasure of teaching, but he reached out, contacted us about this opportunity for the kids to display their work in a public platform, um, which is really amazing, especially during covid so um, these guys get very excited about displaying their work because it's a new thing for them. We've been, we've been talking about the contest, the competition, and Bedrock, and what mm-hmm. a great job they always do in our community. What kind of artwork did your students create? Um, our students are very, um, they think outside the box so well. They're just so innovative. And usually I would have, expected to get all kinds of different mediums but they've mostly been playing in the 2d world drawings and paintings um, just because of the restraint that we have from teaching from from home virtually so mostly paintings a lot of very interesting uh, takes on the um, concept of the black family which was their theme um, but they're mostly they're mostly paintings and they're all very different from one another. So at the age of three, you knew you wanted to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So somewhere along the way, a sculpture captured your attention. What sculpture mm-hmm. uh, captured your attention? Because you can educate the rest of us on this. 
What sculpture did you experience that made you say, that's what I want to do? That's what I want my degree in in college at Eastern Michigan University. Oh, that's a tough one. Take your time. Jeez. <laughs> you can get back. You can get back with us on another show. Um, <laughs> um, I, I know. I know. Actually, um, um, it's the palace at midnight. It's a it's a it's a sculpture at the MoMA, and it's by um, Gicavetti. Right. It's amazing. The, I don't know the, how to explain at it. At the Museum of Modern Art, we will find mm-hmm. your favorite sculpture that that influenced you. I'm impressed that you were even there at a young age to be influenced that way, or maybe you saw it in a magazine. Um, but that's that's yeah. pretty uh, that's pretty exceptional. Yeah, I didn't see it until I was much older. But my art teacher, Miss Elwert, <laughs> I remember her so well. In elementary school, had a very wide range of the art that she would show us for elementary school students. And I remember seeing a picture of it um, on the wall. You know, what we have learned today in Opportunity Detroit is, A, something we already knew, how fabulous Bedrock is and the things that they underwrite and specialize in. B, did I say A first? I don't know if I did. A, and then B, uh, how really (laughs) incredible that the Detroit School of Arts is and the the whole uh, organization Leaders Amongst Leaders. But here's another one, uh, Kim, if I could say, as we're with Kim Hildebrand Hall. Every one of you that I've talked with today very specifically remember teachers by name that influenced your life. So a salute to all the great teachers, because there are so many more great teachers than not. We tend to hear about the ones that aren't. We don't hear enough about the ones that are great, that influence great people like you guys. And every one of you referred back to teachers that did that. So I, I salute teachers. I, I salute the leaders Thank amongst you. leaders, Bedrock, uh, the Detroit uh, School of Art, um, I, I, School of Arts, I should put the S on there. And uh, congratulations to you, Kim Hildebrand Hall, for making it very special for anybody who goes to this school. That would go for the whole team we've talked to today. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you very much. And very nice meeting you. You too. And uh, application season has, is among us. So if anybody's listening and is interested in, in applying for DSA, you can go to uh, DetroitK12.org slash DSA and apply online. That's a good thing. No one's mentioned that yet, so I'm glad you did. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so much. Have a Kim lovely Hil- day. You too, Kim Hildebrandt Hall. And to all of our guests, we thank you. Bedrock, uh, the uh, Leaders Amongst Leaders, and, of course, the Detroit School of Arts. That's it. Talk to you in the mornings, Monday through Friday, from 530 till 9. Regards, Paul W. Smith.